Welcome to 52 Episodes to Science Fiction Film Literacy. My name is Chris Garcia. Roll sound. Avatar is the top grossing science fiction film of all time, and I believe still the top grossing film of all time. Which is kind of a shame because I don't think it's a great movie. I think there's some quality there, but it's not... I think that the real power of Avatar is in its production, not so much in its delivery, in the story it's told, in the, the emotional impact. And I think you can see that very clearly by the fact that it has, as I believe io9 wrote about, very little cultural impact. And we're, you know, seven years removed from it. and you don't exactly see the reverberations like you do from The Matrix. And there are probably lots of reasons for that, but the, I really believe that the biggest is it just wasn't a great movie. And the story of The Matrix hits home in a very particular way, whereas the story of Avatar doesn't. It's an environmentalist story, but at the same time, it feels so slight when you compare it to all the other science fiction environmentalist stories. I've heard people say that this was a ripoff of Ursula K. Le Guin's The Word for World is Forest, but I don't even give it that much credit. It's a somewhat simplistic environmentalist story given to us in an amazing package where you see all the different ways in which image and sound and then very particularly the use of the stereographic shooting. The 3D here is phenomenal. It's incredible. You cannot appreciate it, even on a 3D TV, even on a large screen 3D TV, like you can in the theater. Because there is a matter of scale that doesn't translate, and it achieves incredible depth, but also incredible use of depth. The things coming forward, and the things in the distance, and the transition between the two is phenomenal. The shooting 100% deserved an Oscar for Best Cinematography. But at the same time, it lacked... I wouldn't say it lacked heart, but it lacked real heart. It lacked the sensation of seeing something significant as opposed to something grandiose. I think one of the ways... Uh, a friend of mine would put it, is you were watching something large, but it didn't feel big. Now that said, there are some decent performances in it. The art design is phenomenal. The sound design is incredible. The direction's not bad. I really thought what we were seeing was a, a film that had to happen when it happened. And the fact that James Cameron had started to make this movie as early as 1999, but had to pull back until the technologies to make it the way he saw it were invented. That says something. But what also didn't happen was he didn't update the story, and in particular the characters. These are characters that could have existed in 1975. 1985, 1995. 
there is nothing that makes these characters of 2009. And the Navi, and by the way, I will give this one thing beyond almost every movie that has ever been made. There is incredible attention to detail, and in particular, the development of the Navi language, which was several years in the works. The thoroughness of it, and if you look at it, the examination of Navi as a language in and of itself is remarkable. It's as impressive as anything done cinematically. And that really speaks to Cameron's attention to detail, his belief that cinema is bigger than than just movies. And that's something I distinctly disagree with him on. This is cinema as ride, as experience, not cinema as expression. And if you look at some of the wonderful IMAX films of the 1980s and early 90s, you get the same sensation. A film where you're watching 25, 30 minutes of cars zooming around the Autobahn, or planes, or roller coasters, from first-person point of view, like Speed, I've spoken of a couple times. A wonderful documentary that didn't have any meaning, but it had movement and it had beauty. And by undertaking that sort of idea, that this cinema experience is a ride which you are going on, it is not a world in which you are investigating. It is not a series of stories that you are interacting with emotionally. That's really the key to Avatar. That's one of its downfalls, I think. Now, we've just heard recently that James Cameron is in fact making a sequel, and supposedly a couple more. Uh, I think the sequel comes out in 2018, December, uh, which could be pushed back because he had to do that with the original Avatar. And I think we're getting one in 2022. 2020 and 2022 or 24. So that'll be interesting to see what he does. But this is a world that has possibilities that weren't thoroughly explored. And I'd like to see what he could do if he actually explored those possibilities.